And now, detailing success in PNS Double Black present the Rennie Doyle Podcast, a podcast for blue-collar entrepreneurs. Hosted by the detailer of Air Force One and founder of both Detailing Success and the Detail Mafia, Rennie Doyle. Good morning. What's happening, man? Uh, you, not much. Um, the usual, you know. I'm uh, playing around with a new uh, webcam. I got the same one you did. So, Oh, how you liking it? I see it. It's pretty cool. Did you figure out how to control it on your Mac? No. So All I, I did was let's plug it in and select it so far. <laughs> yeah, so I, I downloaded. They said that, you know, it does. it's not compatible with a Mac for controls and stuff. Huh. But I found a software um, called Webcam Settings, but I can't get that to launch this morning. I, I tested it, and it does work amazing with the camera, or it did. But I think I just got to reboot my computer. Gotcha. So it is what it is. So it's a great morning. Uh, welcome, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. And uh, this is one of my favorite. Uh, I love these open, this Q&As. You know, just throw it out there. And uh, we've got some already really good ones that people had asked about. Um, and so yeah. we're going we're gonna to jump into that. Uh, good Thanksgiving last week, Chris. Did you guys have, have do anything special? Yeah, we just did um, just did the usual and went over to my mom's house. And unfortunately, my brother's side of the family was a little under the weather. So we were missing a couple. But we, uh, when they were feeling better a few days later, we had leftovers on Sunday with them. So, you know, kind, kind of had two Thanksgivings that way. Oh, right on. That, uh, we were up in southern Utah with our oldest daughter and uh, <laughs> spent time, got to see her whole tribe of friends that they've built there unfortunately they're moving but they're all pilots so they all kind of they all know each other a lot of them are going you know to like positions across the country and this and that so yeah you know, friends for life when you're that age in your 20s some of those those bonds that you build are pretty intense so it's cool to see your tribe she's got a really good tribe around her and they had fun and the kids had fun and it uh was a good time well that's cool we and went you didn't to, you didn't bring all the dogs with you right no we took uh Coda's the only one that will eat the house while we're gone. I mean, literally eat the house. So she's our new Doberman puppy. And um, she traveled good, but she didn't like it. And, you know, Doberman, fierce. Oh, no, this is the biggest cupcake in the world. She's got a big bark, but she's a she's a cupcake. Yeah. Uh, she didn't like it, though. She didn't like being on the road at all. She just hid and, you know. <laughs> wasn't you know she she got along she's she first time she'd met our daughter's dogs first time she'd seen a cat um could oh, care less about the cat didn't care kind was she uh was she pretty calm in the back of the car or was she, was she real little, calm she just yeah. hit her head and just was ignoring that she was doing what she she just wanted to be home yeah so she it was it was it was it was fun to see how she would interact she's definitely not a traveler so so that's that's cool you know but yeah we we did stop by a store that you uh, you had recommended. I didn't even know it was there. And yeah. so it's uh, pretty incredible. We had, when we went to Idaho over the summer, um, we uh, saw billboards on the way home when we came through Utah mm-hmm. for this place called Modern Warriors. And my son is a gun nut. So we, we stopped and took him in there. Man, what a cool store. So Yeah, it was it was like a uh, nothing I'd ever seen. They'd done a really good job, very friendly, knowledgeable staff. Uh, I was right. Diane did, <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> pull the trigger uh, on another gun. So, 
yeah pretty nice nine you know wonder is she going to use it as a concealed carry uh weapon and uh really set up nice i mean right out of the factory ported uh real nice red dot on it very compact i actually <clears throat> it's an hk and usually i mean hk's I, I like them i've got we've got one long gun by hk and i love it it's accurate as heck um fun to shoot um only time I've gotten into competition shooting was with that gun. Accurate, really accurate. You guys, we didn't shoot that when we were near out last time. We'll bring that one out. It's a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, it was a good trip. It was fun seeing everybody. Hi, Sam. How are you? Uh, so many good people on right now. Wow. Look at this. This is great. Um, <laughs> exactly, Sam. Samantha goes, yeah, of course you got another gun. Yeah, well, you know, it was my idea to go in there. She goes, yeah, we're going to be in there. I got to go pick makeup up and stuff like that. And I went in there. And an hour after an hour after I was done shopping, she's still in there. So I knew, I knew, I knew she was gonna, I knew yeah. she was gonna buy something, and it's cool. That's I cool. wanted something, but what I what I saw was a little on the high side. So I have to, okay. you know, I, I should have just done it right. I mean, it was everything I wanted, but it was like, nah, you know, I'll hold off. I couldn't, I couldn't believe the price tag on some things in there. Yeah, this is one of the ones that was on the high side. Yeah, they had some cool stuff in there. It's pretty, pretty fun. And I, I'll tell you, let's relate this back so it's not just it, the customer service. Very important. We're going to be talking about that tomorrow night. The experience. The experience is what you told me about and what brought me in. Was I mean, it's it's set up nice, um, but it was the greeting. Nobody. We didn't pass by anybody without somebody saying hello. Uh, very professional. And then when he did talk business, you know, um, they knew their stuff. They, they really knew their stuff. So it was, it was the, the it, it's a lesson to all businesses. And then when you first pull up, there's a cool H1 Hummer, you know, parked outside. And so it, it, the motif, yeah. uh, matches, you know, the store. So it was quite, quite exciting. And, and, uh, they just did a great job of, uh, of taking and setting themselves apart from any other gun store. The, it, and here is a great thing is the atmosphere versus any other store I've been here in California was completely different. It was 180 degrees of what you experienced going into Turner's or Bass Pro Shop or, and they were busy, but they had the manpower there to handle it and they knew their stuff. And even though it was Black Friday when we went in there and it was the busiest day of their year too for shopping, I mean, it was packed is that you didn't go ungreeted and if you needed assistance you had it it was there and you weren't waiting very long and i wish more businesses got that you know i mean it's it's customer service and just being on it and their prices were competitive i wouldn't say they were they definitely definitely you were you're gonna buy their experience not just a product right i think that was very clear when i walked in there and i started talking to them and so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't bargain basement, you know, uh, prices. Uh, the other thing they did is they really high quality. They had some very, um, what Diane ended up buying, <clears throat> very unique, hard to get. Um, only a few of them out there. And and uh, that's what sells. And so look, look what I just said. Yep. You know, unique, hard to get, you know, um, it's not cheap. They sold knowledge. They sold connection. They sold relationships. Um, it was pretty, pretty cool. So, 
All right. Well, good. Hey, let's there roll into it. And uh, you want to roll into somebody's live real quick? You want to look down through the list? And we got, we got a we got a couple that came in. We'll 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 get to them here. I'm I'm keeping track. Sounds um, good. Real quick though, do you want to chat about a little bit about what we're doing tomorrow night? And yeah, make sure so everybody knows tomorrow night is that you know the last several years we've all been. I mean, it's just been a uh, a whirlwind of of great business and things. We used to put on monthly kind of training seminars for just the general public, and we kind of we we got like everybody else just so times were it was it was crazy you know we we really and so now we're seeing a definite slowdown in the economy some places you know are are, are feeling it a little more than others um spending habits are changing with uh with consumers um and so there's a lot of different um things happening and we're going to put on tomorrow night kind of a, a uh it's we're having a couple guests come on uh we've got uh michael which just came through training just a couple months ago uh, somebody new in detailing. We're going to talk to it from his perspective, uh, and then and then Justin Lobato, one of my really good friends. Uh, again, somebody that came through training uh, several years ago and has really built a empire uh, and a life. More importantly, a life. His lifestyle is he's built. A lot of people do the opposite. I've had the tendency through the years that you get where you're building your empire and and that's your entire life. And and I think Justin's done a great job, far better than what I did. And making sure he balances he's working hard but he really does a good job of balancing out and uh, there's a funny story on that that we'll share tomorrow night but we're going to talk about getting through this slowdown i think we're just starting to see it i think it's going to be uh an interesting 2024 i don't want to freak people out because some of our best companies really built up during the slow time of 08 but we this is the first time we've really had something in the economy happen like what's happening or what's going to happen in, a, in, in over 10 years and so we want to take and teach you how to survive it and then turn it into a thriving time period uh, in these challenging economic times. So that's tomorrow night. I think we're we're pretty close to being booked up. Right. I mean, go sign up. But we yeah, do have a limit. There's a uh, there's I don't know, something like 150 people registered to attend. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, if you haven't signed up yet, I just put a link um, in the in the uh, comments there on these posts and uh, you can also just find it on our social media too so it's a it's a zoom link it's going to be a zoom meeting and you know rennie's going to have a presentation he's going to have conversations with both justin and michael and then uh depending on how much time we have we will um answer some questions live with our guests um on the subject well and it's it's kind of cool because um pns and dynabrate have got and us uh, it's a, it's a three-way, uh, investment. This has got an interesting <clears throat> offer to y'all, uh, that we'll share tomorrow night. Um, and shouldn't say to y'all for just a couple, you know, select people, but, uh, it's going to be a fun time. And then for those that are listening to this and it might be after the point, we do record it. So we'll upload it, um, to YouTube. Yep. So, uh, you'll have the opportunity to watch it. So let's jump into that. I'm really excited to go sign up cause it's going to be fun. For sure, for sure. Busy, busy week with that stuff. Absolutely. So, um, all right. Well, we'll jump right into it here. I got. Um, let me get to my questions real quick, and I'm gonna gonna start with this one, uh, which is one of the ones that was sent in to us yesterday. Um, Jannard Johnson asks, "Can a mobile detailer 
offer quality services like ceramic coatings and PPF in a mobile environment? Ooh, PPF, I'm going to say no. Um, that's a tough one. You've got it. It's so, I mean, I know a couple people that are doing it mobile, but they've got a really unique setup. Um, there's one in particular that's over in Europe is that they will do it, but they've got basically a, they're really expensive. Um, I would just say, no, I think PPF is, you're going to have enough. You got to have the plotter. There's so many things in the cars there for so long. I think to do it mobile, you know, in somebody's garage or something like that's just not going to happen. Um, you know, this one, the one person I'm thinking of pretty private individual, they've got it figured out. And I still think it's way too much struggle uh, for what they do, but they've also got a 1% clientele that, that like it's, their situation's completely different. The shop behind me is is what they're working in garage wise, you know. So I mean, they basically have got a a cargo trailer, a really nice one, completely decked out. They go in and they set up almost a clean room situation. They they've got far more invested in that mobile operation than they do if you were to do it in a shop. Um, it's there now. Quality detailing. Absolutely. Coatings, some coatings, it depends on what coating you're using. Not all coatings are as mobile friendly, but I would say, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to figure out the sun, the direct sun situation, because any coating that you put on in the direct sun probably has got lower longevity, I would say, but coatings are changing too. And so, you know, when I'm starting out and I'm doing coatings and I'm starting in mobile, maybe you're on a budget, you're just starting out, I'd figure it out. I think you can figure that side of it out. Uh, is it better to work in a shop? Absolutely. But here's the other thing. If you've got a garage at home, just taking on those high-end coatings, convert. We live in a time where you look at what Matt Mormon and his his group have done uh, with the garages. You guys are going out and spend $100,000, $150,000 building their 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 garage into a shop that's that's stunning, that's gorgeous. And so you can definitely um, make that happen. We Every operation we started, it was started out with our shops of being mobile, and then we grew into a fixed location. Um, but but nowadays, like I said, my, my most popular service that I did was coatings and correction when coatings first came out. And I wanted to be home with our youngest daughter, and I did it out of the garage, and uh, it worked great. It was fantastic. I loved it. And it was, it was just our customers loved it too. And so I think that's probably the answer. PPF, man, boy, that's going to be a tough one. That's going to be a tough one. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I think, I think the coding side can be done, especially if you carefully select what coatings you offer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you definitely want to work in the shade, um, pull into the customer's garage if you can, but if not have canopies and keep, keep in mind where that sun is. Like you said, um, Rick Holb just brought up a good point. You know, he said that, uh, you know, CCI ceramic coatings, Inc has a coating called mobile, um that they've done uh in a mobile environment but i almost think their advanced coding could be done mobile if you're if you're careful enough you know listen now with all of the the blow-up garages that you can get you know if you think of the bouncy houses that kids you know we had one up in idaho um if you think of the bouncy houses now you can pull this thing up and pipe air conditioning into it or heat into it we had a we actually worked with a trailer company and we're going to build a mobile uh, detailing studio um, in a, in a trailer that expand, had pullouts on both sides. Uh, it was pretty cool. We were in the midst of of designing that when I started selling out uh, our business. So, um, and it's 
it's you know again that one you know the the the, the coding and correction side no problem that's been proven 100 times sam just typed in you know she does it we've done it um it's doable and and if you make it convenient again there's good money in making it convenient for people but think outside of the box what's your availability you know and just make it look different you know and uh stand out don't be average and and there's definitely coatings out there now the corrections i mean again being spoiled in a shop is definitely having everything fixed and right in your location Boy, there's some big benefits to that, you know, but the ongoing cost, you know, the ongoing investment in a shop is going to be a concern when you're first starting out. And that's why we started out everything mobile. Um, the other thing is mobile's not cheaper, is that when we had shops and we had our, we never closed down our, our mobile unit. We always had a mobile unit in every shop. That was our premium service. So when we get a quote out, let's say we quoted somebody 1200 bucks and they said, okay, well, is that mobile? No, mobile's $250 more. And the reason why we charge more for that is we had more time involved in getting there, you know, setting up, um, setting, making sure the, the mobile unit was set up. We had a really nice mobile unit, uh, making the setup when we got there, the breakdown when we got there, and then the cleanup when we got home. There was, there was, and, and the travel time. And so all of that was considered. So I, it, it amazes me when mobile detailers go cheaper because they're mobile. I think it's the dead opposite is that you can take and charge more. And uh, I think that it's, it warrants it. Even in these difficult, you know, challenging times with the economy. You know, it's funny talking to people leading up to this. There's some areas, there's some, um, there's some areas of the country that aren't really being affected at all yet. There's other areas that are getting hammered pretty good. You know, and they're filling it. Uh, and when I say filling it, it's everywhere from the mobile detailers, the shops, PPF. We've, we've talked to several suppliers, manufacturers, um, it just depends on where you're at and what's going on is if you're filling it yet, but it's, everybody's going to fill this one. There's going to be a sting in this one. Um, we're at the entry level of it. We've been talking about it for 14 months. Just be ready for it. Even if you don't feel it, be ready for it. Up your game. Yep. Rick, Rick says, uh, just comment. He says, we have raised our mobile rates now that we have a shop. Amen. There you yeah. go. And so I think that, you know, hey. in, in, in markets that you've got a lot of mobile, yeah, I always hear that, man, there's so many. There's so many detailers. Then be unique. Nobody can replace you. Nobody can replace the culture you offer. Nobody can replace the customer service. Is be you. Figure you out, and it's it's it, it's amazing. It's amazing. Here, uh, we just had a question pop up that's related, so I'm going to go mm -hmm. ahead and uh, bring this one in. Um, Tilbury Autoshine asks, so starting off mobile and now being in a shop, what do you think the premium uh, surcharge should be if you're going to do a mobile job instead of at your shop location? Great question. It says the economy here in Canada is quite rough already, so I'm not sure if mobile would even be worth it. Well, I, I definitely probably wouldn't if you're not doing it right now. Um, you know, there's a convenience factor. If you can get, a, let's say that you... You go to a campus and let's say that IBM's got a, a, a big operation there and you can go out once or twice a week and 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 we're and do wash clay and protects on you know 17 cars, something like that. Well then it's worth it's it's worth setting it up. Here, here's the thing. There's two there's two things. There's survival during slow times and there's thriving. The first thing you got to figure out is how to survive. 
And and I always say no to cash discounts, right? I'm, I'm, I've said that even with Chris, we had a meeting yesterday, no cash discounts, right, Chris? I mean, I preach that. But yep. on the other side of things, when I was starting out, if somebody offered me half price and, and my bills needed to be paid, dude, I survived. I took it. So premium charge on mobile. If you're slow and they want it mobile, maybe there isn't a premium charge. Maybe you eat that premium charge just to get the business and to have the repeat customer and to build up trust with people and ask for referrals, you know? So maybe that's the survival arm of it. If you're thriving and your shop's busy and somebody calls in and they want it mobile or, you you know, your shop's got a, a nice solid schedule and they want it mobile, it's going to take you off your game. I think, you know, $250, I mean, it depends on where you're at. If you're new, maybe a hundred bucks. If you're really got a good reputation going and you're well-respected and you're busy, I think a premium charge, how, how bad do you need it and how bad do you want it? Is is there? There's what it comes down. If you don't really need it, is maybe that service isn't available at this time. Uh, if you really hate to turn it down, it's a good customer. Is maybe it's a two two hundred fifty dollar you know surcharge. Maybe you're surviving. You're busy. Things are great, but not you know overwhelmingly. You really want the work. Maybe it's a hundred dollar surcharge. Or coming back to hey, I'm brand new, man. I, I got my cell phone bills due tomorrow. My mortgage on my house is due tomorrow. My insurance is due. Whatever it is, dude, just go go make the damn money and pick up a new customer. It's easy for me to sit here and tell you how to, to to survive when I've gotten through it. No, that's how I did it. Is that and and there's no and again double standard. Yeah, absolutely. Do I like cash discounts? Chris will tell you no. Anybody that works with me, no. I don't. I don't want to set that up. But man, when I needed to eat, my kids needed something. We needed something. Is that I did what we had to do to bring the money in. There's where you're hustling. There's where it. That, that's just reality, man. That's survival. Is that you know we're out and we we we've gone looking for people, and uh, we found them and they're messed up and they want to get warm. Uh, they don't mind that they're getting a jacket that has been I haven't used that I use it for victims, and it's been on some pretty gnarly rescues they just care about being they don't care what brand they're wearing when we're warming their body up and 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 getting them to survive they don't they don't care they don't care if it's not a north face jacket and so just freaking survive it and then add on as you go but i wouldn't add on if if you're already doing well and surviving in a shop i'm not sure right now if that economy up in canada is already a little challenging I think I'd save my my money for some great advertising, some pinpoint advertising. Um, and, you know, you can we're going to talk about this tomorrow night of hyper concentrating your your ads uh, using a compass versus uh, GPS. Uh, we're going to go old school tomorrow night. We're going to jump into some of that. Is that, you know, it, it's just there it is. This is a hot button for me. I could you know, the reason why is that every three to five years back when I first began, all the way back, you know, 40, almost 40 years ago. God, that, that sounds weird. Uh, <laughs> almost 40 years. Well, it was 40 years ago. Is that we had economic slowdowns every three to five years. We'd hit a, hit a speed bump. That We haven't had that speed bump in 10 years, plus yeah. 10 years. It's been 14 years, 15 years. Really, 2010, since 2010, we've been building and building and building. I mean, times were kind of lean. But a lot of businesses really built up since 2010. That's been a while. That's been a long while. Yep. For sure. All right. Well, next one. Um, Steve Haas sent this one in yesterday. Can I use Breakbuster 
on lower panels and trim that are soiled with heavier road grime? Is it safe on paint and trim? And if so, what method would you suggest and dilution? You know, I, I always caution anytime you're using uh, any kind of chemical on any kind of surface. What's the, it's not a brake buster. I'm not worried about brake buster on surfaces. I'm worried about the condition of the surface. So is it old plastic that you're hitting it with? Uh, kind of a rule of thumb if anytime that I'm putting on, you know, a brake buster type product in or an all purpose or a degreaser or something like that, is that if it's, it, you know, I'm cautious with it because the new trim, I've got my RAM, you can barely see it in the picture with the camper there, is that I used I used some product on this this year. And had I not taken and just lightly kind of sprayed over the the trim, is it probably would have stained it because trim uh, on these vehicles, it's not as high quality as it used to be. And so anytime I'm using Brake Buster, I do use it, use it on this all the time because we it's our Overland rig. You can see the camper on it, right? So we use we use it for that exact purpose constantly up in the wheel arches on the trim from basically when I go out um, and we go out, we, 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 we take and go overlanding is basically from the door handles down. It's filthy. And so we use it on there. But one of the things we do to make sure that we don't stain it is a if it's really warm outside, probably not the best time to use that. So we use it, you know, accordingly to the heat. B, we try to get in the shade. C. Uh, is we do mist a little bit of water on there first or take a damp, um, you know, something, apply it. Or a lot of times what we'll do is we'll foam it, just put a light foam, not a real thick foam, out of IK sprayer. IK sprayer foam for that purpose is awesome. Yeah, it's I was going to say, I, I use it in an IK sprayer like that, and yep. uh, the ratio is uh, uh, seven parts water, one part brake buster. Yeah, and that in an IK foamer like that, it's awesome. And so we, we break it down like that. There's a lot of ways. If we're going to sp spray it uh, direct, what I'd still do is hit it with some, an IK foamer and have it that, you know, seven parts, seven to one. Is that what you said, Chris? Yours yeah. is? I think that's what yep. we use here too. I, I should have gone and looked. Um, we do the same exact thing. Hit it with that foamer first. If you need a little stronger concentrate, then hand apply it, hand spray it on uh, a little stronger and then uh, agitate and rinse. I like to rinse it. So I'll put it on with the foamer let it break up, rinse it, get it broke up, see how much more I've got left. I can spray it again with that, put it on a little thicker, and then go ahead and agitate it. So I've got the bulk of the stuff broken down and off of there before I agitate it. Cool. Well, Sarah asked us a question that's sort of related, um, not about break, break buster, but about getting stuff off cars. So uh, how about baked on bugs? Any tips on how to get them off easy? Ooh. Bug, bug off, man. It's <laughs> awesome. And again, uh, be, depending on is Sarah's is uh, depending on how what the what the surface is like, man, surfaces on cars right now, you know, man, some of them are really chintzy, right? When you get into that chintzy, it's not that the chemical is too strong. It's just that the, the material has just changed and we can't they're not as trustworthy. You can't trust that they're not going to stain up as much. So, again, what I'll do is IK spray with just a little bit of of pearl, uh, probably mixed to that, maybe five to uh, probably 10 to one pearl. I'll just foam on a real light mixture of water and pearl that it's real drippy. It, it looks just sudsy. I'll just spray that on there and then hit the bug off. Let it sit. Don't let it dry. Agitate it uh, a little bit. We use a, 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 a bug sponge, uh, a very light duty soft bug sponge if needed. A lot of times you don't really need to do that. Just your a nice mitt is going to get it off there. 
uh, and then repeat as needed. Uh, and, and again, bug remover in general is one of those products that on new generation vehicles, if you're not careful, it will stain like, again, on this Ram, the bumper material is a weird, it's a weird texture material, not even the plastic, the bumper. And we've noticed on these new Rams, uh, let's say 19 to, uh, 2019s and newer, is that any kind of chemicals, even soapy residue, if you don't get it off, leaves a weird line. It will come off eventually, but you got to do a little work to it. And so material surfaces have changed on the vehicles. You just got to be conscious of that and make the right, right decision on that. But love bug off, man. It works great. Yep. Yep. I don't deal with too many bugs here, mm. but... Uh... So you usually usually the ones I deal with, um, they come off pretty easy. I don't have like the caked on, you know, ton of bugs. When I came, when we we went, you know, I I, I drove this thing up to and camped out along the way up to Air Force One, and then a really really uh, aggressive camping uh, overland trip on the way home, right? Which I'm going to do the same thing this next year. Is um, I actually had to stop. It got so splattered um, that I had to stop, and 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 I took some bug off with me, um, some some pearl soap with me, and I would just find a truck stop and then pre-treat it and spray it all off. Now the nice thing is I had Defender in in uh, uh, on the truck and on the camper, and yeah. literally I never had to scrub it. I just had to take and just 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 spray it off. Ninety percent of the bugs would just come off. So yep. it's pretty good. There's the trick. Have a good coating on there and it'll be easier. Yeah, that's exactly it. And even, you know, it's a, it's again, if you have customers that, you know, down in, I just saw William, you know, they got love bugs down in Florida. And those little things are, oh God, they're nasty little, nasty little bugs, man. And they will etch the paint in 48 hours. I mean, they'll etch right now. Is It's again, really important that you get your customers to do maintenance and get, you know, a product, a protectant, a coating on there, you know, every every two or three months in those areas because that acidic bug juice is really, it does a number to everything. And well, we can, even the strongest coatings, we, we've seen it go right through. You can name the coating, we've tested it and it, it, it it's nasty. It's really nasty. Very cool. Well, shifting gears a little bit, um, not sure who this one was. It says Facebook user because they're commenting in a private group, but uh, it says question for Rennie with all the different parts of the business you are currently working on. What is your favorite part? Oh, I'm going to make this first about other seeing other people grow. Freaking love that. And then make money. I mean, I like to figure out how to for Chris and I to work less and make more. And it's it's you know, we have these index card meetings. We get these little I should get one and show you guys and i it's old school but chris it's been efficient hasn't it since i went over there yeah you know it's it's just a hyper concentrate maybe what we'll do is show that tomorrow night remind me and i'll, I'll bring that up tomorrow night and i, I have i have my stack of index cards sitting right over i do too uh, Minor, my, I, I just um, don't want you guys to be looking at my belly button when i reach over and, and grab them but um you know i would say i just love the expansion i was just talking to to, to matt kelly um, this morning, uh, detail world. I mean, his expansion, I think that when you're, when you're scaling a business and we've got, you know, so many good things as we've got, you know, the training, the mafia, uh, double black. Now our, our joint effort with Dynabraid. Um, we've got some other cool things. Um, again, collaboration. We talked about that, you know, 
it's amazing how that's taken off and a lot of buzzwords that all of a sudden now other people are, you know, talking about. Isn't that amazing? Uh, original people are. Um, anyway, we, uh, we're collaborating with different manufacturers on some really cool stuff. Uh, we had, so I think that collaboration is really fun. I think watching, mm, this is a good one, watching people that want to build a life that happens to have a really cool business with it. And what I mean by that, everybody concentrates on building these empires. What about just building a nice business that supports a really good life? I, and when I said that with Chris, go back a second. Is I said that how we want to make more money working less time. It's not necessarily making a lot more money. It's doing what we're doing, increasing our income, but not having to grind it out quite as hard. Yeah. And so I love seeing people. Justin has figured out. I mean, he's working hard. He, he really listen. It comes in chapters, just like a book, your life. When he bought his new building, he went back to working really hard. He had to scale that thing. He had to figure it out, and I'll let him cover that tomorrow night. But now he's back to where you go through. So it's never going to be the same speed. You're always going to have to shift down, get it back up to speed, and, and then go again. But, man, that's a great – I wish I knew who asked that question because I'd like – hats off to you. That That's a – you know, so I'm excited about it. I love seeing other people grow. I love seeing other people win. I like seeing people build a business that will allow them to go build an overland rig that will allow them to go have, you know, Michael Hill from, from um, CCI uh, building a little Miata track car. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's Matt from Dynabraid um, going up and, 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 and going fly fishing all over the West. It, yep. It's, it's Bob and Dave, you know, snow skiing and water skiing, all these things that, that I see people, Joe app, you know, going camping, uh, the guy just camp, 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 camp. I mean, I can give examples. That's the, for me, seeing the industry, because a lot of times we are all just in constant survival mode when I came through. And it's cool to see the industry shift. And I hope I played a part in that. Very cool. Hey, I just saw a comment come through from Robin uh, circling back on the um, the mobile upcharges. Uh, I just thought it was good to highlight. She says she charges a convenience fee. Ooh, you know, Ooh, so I like that. That's Robin. That's Robin right there. Convenience fee. Yeah. I love that. Hi, Robin. Um, I like that. A convenience fee. Yeah. I mean, that's again, it's your wording in, you know, it's it's us guys. We kind of spit things out there and stick. No, man, that's thinking through a convenience fee. I like that. Yeah, you know, it's like exfoliating versus clang. You know, it's just different. Did you know the first person to call it exfoliating? And I think I, I don't think anybody was calling that before we were. And this is going back 20 something years, uh, 30 years almost. Um, my grandma. I don't know if I've ever said that story. Huh. As I was telling her, she goes, well, what the heck is that for? You know, showing her clay. And she goes, oh, it's like a, it, it's like exfoliating. And it's like, oh, man, come on, man. It's too <laughs> awesome. You know, so she's the one that got that stuck with us. So tribute to my grandma. Very cool. Well, here's a question came in yesterday from Mario Corallo, and it's actually about the new Dynabraid tool. Hey, Mario. Sorry I didn't get back with you, but we want to answer this on the on the program today. Yeah, he sent a, he sent a pretty good email. We got to respond to, but um, but the the question in the email was, what are the RPMs of the new Dynabraid polisher, and why did you opt for a six point eight millimeter throw 
instead of a five, six, or eight like you find elsewhere in the industry? So the throw was really – that was the big one. So the horsepower – okay, let's just take this into um, horsepower and torque, okay? We wanted a powerful motor that – why don't you read through the specs real quick, Chris? You've got them. Yeah, so um, it's a 1,000-watt motor, and OPM I – think, I think he means OPM versus RPM um, because I think you use RPM – on rotary. on rotary, but in a, a DA type movement, you use right. OPM. So the OPM is 150 to 350 um, or orbits per minute, gotcha. right? Depending on what speed you're running the machine at. So here's how we determine that is we have a thousand watt. We wanted a nice, strong, a lot of horsepower under the, under the hood. And then what we did is we actually had a lot more power to it. 500 OPM, something, something up in that range. But then we started chest testing all the various throws. And so we had an idea that we didn't, I didn't care for five. I knew five was going to be, we tested enough units that had five that I didn't carry for, I didn't care for that. So we wanted to go up six, seven, eight, and 10. 10 was just too light. So we knew we're back to eight. So we said, well, we know what eight will do. Let's concentrate on, on six and seven. And, we took in and just by chance is they had a unit come out and they said we didn't get this with this, this one's this one's six this one's 6.8 and then we're going to come out we didn't hit it right on the engineering we'll come up with a seven and which they i think they did but the six eight so we brought the power down the amount of torque on it that three that 500 went down to 380 right because we we increased the aggressiveness on 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 the throw now here's why 6.8 is that we found out at five it didn't finish down quite as great it cut through tremendously well but it didn't finish down we found out at 6.8 that it cut just as good as a five but it finished down just as good as an eight and so there's where we came up with that it took a lot of work there was a lot of, i've got the test models over here um it was a lot and and, and it just the smoothness, we have it turning clockwise the right direction, but that's where we came up with that 6.8. Honestly, the engineers made a boo-boo. I'm going to own it right now as they didn't hit 7, they hit 6.8. And it worked so well that we didn't go back down to 6 and we didn't go up to 7. We kept it at 6.8. A little bit of an accidental discovery. It was. It was exactly that. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, we're going to own it. Is that but, uh, we, I tell people it's like a sweet spot because, you know, it. it like you just said, it it cuts really well still it finishes really well still but what being a little lower than an eight millimeter throw what it does is it actually makes the machine more comfortable to use well there's the other thing too is mario we actually took and we you know we had so much horsepower in it it was it was it was like a it was like a dodge beam uh demon is that it was it with the horsepower and the 6.8 it was it it was it was a it was a funny car it was just go straight and just boop, it just blew the engine up, right? It just there's so much power to it. So we took in and and did some dancing with it and figured out, you know, a nice a nice pace and got it down to where it will do everything that we want and at the right horsepower, the right torque, and at the right throw. And so it uh but the throw, you know, when when they did that, I was like, no, 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 don't change it. And even at Air Force One, we were still because that aluminum is so sensitive. 
we were still testing it against the other sixes and sevens. Uh, and that 6.8 just kept coming back around and just won the competition. So there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of, a lot of uh, testing and input and brain power and brain cells burnt and all that good stuff coming up with those numbers. And, and the best thing is these tools are going to be rolling. You know, I don't think Dynabrate's a type and I'm not, I don't like, it's nothing against, you know, version twos and version threes and, and V twos, V threes, all that stuff we like, but we're going to do rolling changes as we go and just announce the rolling changes as we improve things. You'll see them, you'll hear about it, everything else, but it's, uh, we're really excited. If you haven't put the machine in your hand, it's, it's pretty amazing, pretty comfortable. Yep. And there's the other reason is, is vibration too, is we wanted it to, to qualify for European standards for vibration. And so if you went down to that five millimeter throw and then, and then, and, or you went up to the eight and you increased the horsepower to it is you took it up to five. I think we we're at 540 RPM, uh, OPM is that the vibrations completely changed too. And so we just think that we got a really comfortable ride, a performance suspension, a nice powerful twin turbo, uh, smaller engine, but twin turbo in it, uh, and a strong, and a strong handling, uh, polisher. So it, we, we brought it all together. Thanks. Just a it's just a it's it's just a powerhouse. It, it it does it all. Well, you know, related to polishing, um, I'll bring this one up. Uh, so Salvador asks, uh, he goes, Renny, I love the podcast and all you know and share about detailing. I have a question. What is the difference between gray Euro wool and the fifty fifty buff and shine microfiber? Oh. Um. I don't know the exact, the Euro wool is a blend. So it's a perfect blend. I don't know much about the 50, 50. If, if uh, one of the, uh, we'll get that answer and maybe we'll have it tomorrow night. Um, we'll make sure I will tell you this, the 50, 50 blend. Um, I think they're very close, but I think the Euro wool is, um, is a little more cutting edge, but I, you know, I hate to give a miss. The microfiber is definitely going to be a blend of microfiber where the Euro wool is going to be another type of synthetic with wool um i don't think the 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 euro wool has got microfiber in it i think it's got a, like a polyester uh if i'm not mistaken but if oscar's on uh let's get him to come on and answer that so um see what he's got so i'm not going to totally totally uh butcher this up because i don't really know we love the euro wool um i haven't been much of a microfiber fan until now there's some new microfibers really coming out. Um, short nap wool, I haven't been a big fan of, but Rupes came out with their new one a couple of years back, and that's incredible. So pad technology is changing a lot. And that pick, the, the Euro wool, I can tell you, is a perfect blend, 50-50 blend. It's really nice on, on more sensitive paints at cutting it because you're not going to haze it up um, and, and, and mar it up near as bad as you will. Uh, with a straight out, but I still love a full, a full on full wool. I, I think they, I think that's, we've got it down to where the wools are so high quality. It's uh, it's our go-to. Yeah. I, I was just trying to look the, the Euro wool is a hundred percent knitted wool, but it doesn't on the website, doesn't get into what the, the actual blend of the wool is. Yeah. So, so that's a tough one, but we, we will find out the answer. We'll ask, uh, We'll ask uh, the folks over um, over there to take and 
at Buff and Shine to give us a, an answer to that and have that for you tomorrow night. Let me see here. Go to the next one. Got to remember where I put them. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Uh, another question from Steve Haas. This one's about Crystal Wash mm. uh, from PNS. Is Crystal Wash a good alternative to Iron Buster for folks like me that are concerned about staining a concrete driveway but want to remove iron particles and other contaminants on the paint and wheels? So uh, Dave came up. Let's see. I know Chris uh, pull that that response back from Dave. We can read that off. I'll give you mine first, and then we'll give you Dave, which is our chemist. Dave Phillips, you know, is uh, Bob's brother. So their dad, their dad is the uh, genius behind PNS, and then Dave is the genius behind all everything that's blended today. He's one of the best blenders uh, the industry's ever seen. This crystal wash for me is a. I don't. I. I don't. It doesn't pull. If you ask me, it doesn't pull much if any iron out um so in an area like mine we don't get a lot of iron we, we get a lot of contaminants we got we're in the mountains we got a lot of road grime it's great at taking in we we use it on uh coated vehicles so my personal vehicles friends vehicles if i was running a shop you know shop vehicles that we've coated as a deep cleansing it's going to go in there and, and 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 literally pull all the gunk out of uh, out of all the recesses you know people think that paint and coatings are perfectly smooth but if you're to blow them up you know it, it's it, it's like foothills you know there's valleys and there's little peaks and there's valleys and there's peaks and there's a lot of contaminants that get down in there crystal wash is great at pulling those all that out all that contaminants out i think there's two different products though when you come over to iron an iron remover because i don't think crystal wash fits that bill i think that if the iron falls on there immediately and you're doing it as a maintenance Maybe it will pull it off before it embeds. But I think that if you're literally looking at a true, if you've got train tracks and a lot of con, uh, iron contaminants and you've got, you've got pollution from manufacturing and there's iron particles that are, are on the cars constantly, I don't think that crystal wash is the answer to that. So let's give, let, you got that answer from Dave? Yeah, well, I just uh, kind of summarized it, but Dave actually just a week or so ago, he did a comparison test with, the products, um, his conclusion was that Iron Buster is significantly better at removing iron over Crystal Wash. Um, that, you know, Crystal Wash left the surface smoother. So I think like you're talking about, it decontaminated the surface, uh, but didn't necessarily pull the iron out as much. You know, he said that uh, that he, he didn't witness the transformation. You know, usually you see the iron break down, it turns purple and all that kind of stuff. He wasn't witnessing that same transformation as much with crystal wash. Um, so I think, you know, kind of the, the bottom line was a crystal wash is a good, like light, maybe light iron remover, you know, especially if you're just doing a decon wash on a coated vehicle to kind of reset the coating. Um, uh, but if you really need to remove iron, you got to really step it up to iron buster. You know, that's that's yep. only what's going to do the job. Um, now, me, from a personal standpoint, you know, Steve mentioned staining driveways. Um, you know, when I use, you know, I do a lot of stuff on my own driveway and I don't worry too much about my driveway, but I do pay attention to what happens to it. I've never had it stain the driveway. I've had the purple build up on the driveway, but it's never stayed like I've been able to rinse it away. So, um 
that being said though i don't want to you know don't take don't take that as gospel from me um if you think you're going to stain your driveway with something definitely protect it you know and take precautions no so. i agree we've never seen it stain the other thing is it, if you don't we always do a test spot with iron with with iron busters so we'll spray it on the, the areas you know something that's flat like the hood just a little spray area something right behind the front for front wheel something towards the back and then on the back edge where the the where the air rolls back up onto it if we don't see that it's removing we don't spray it unless we see a need is that a lot of people will cover every single vehicle and, and they just don't need to is that if there's not if you don't see it turning is don't use it if there's not iron present why are you going to use it uh the yeah. thing that people don't think about is if there's iron there you got to get it off um but there's also you know in in today's world with this with the the smell of iron products is that smell lingers on the car for a little bit and so to do it unneededly is that you're just exposing yourself and your your customers to some some unpleasant scent that's going to hang around for just a little bit the other thing is when you're using these products if you're mobile if you're working in your own i always tell people anytime you're using any chemical and you're in your driveway go ahead and layer down a nice layer of foam on top of that and then rinse it so it neutralizes it and what made me think of that is chris's dog in the background is you want to break down you want to break down all those chemicals so your doggies your cats your kids uh, notice how i just put that in order uh in that horrible <laughs> is so that it breaks it down so nobody gets you know you don't get you don't you don't get your loved ones sick and so chemicals you know are chemicals and so and it, it doesn't sit there and, and keep coming back up and you neutralize any smell from any of the chemicals and just get them in, inactivated you know so you're yeah. doing a good service to your customer there was a good comment um i do the same thing this this commenter said uh, i keep the driveway wet and keep the water flowing so that the iron and chemicals Absolutely. aren't just sitting on the concrete great point great point you know yeah i i'm a big fan of of soap you know and and pearl will do a good job of neutralizing things you know and so you know laying down some foam you also got to be careful with foam though too because we've noticed in our own if i get you know again overland rig i'll bring it back and i'll foam it after if it's got a real muddy trip you know or it's just really filthy and it just makes it makes it makes dealing with the dirt easier but gosh dang it, if it rains or or I'm out there just washing the cars, I got foam coming up off the driveway for freaking weeks, you know, is because it's a lot, there's a lot of soap that goes down. So you gotta you gotta be you know conscious of that also. Yeah. Here's a fun one. I saw um uh, uh Michael Abens on earlier. I don't know if he's still on with us, but uh Michael Enriquez asked, how emotional was it filming the You're Able Leadership Series mm. video? And how special was it for you to visit those places and reflect on how far you've come in life? You know, so before you answer that, if no, if if nobody saw it yet and we, we need to do a better job sharing it. But um, You're Able does their leadership series and they came out with a 20 something minute long video um about Rennie and it was pretty cool very well done you know those guys do a really awesome job so we can't we can't thank them enough for that but um but yeah if you guys haven't seen it yet go find it it's on the you're able youtube channel and all their social media uh, pages yeah but anyway what what do you think of that experience we need to get that out too because it is um you know it it's it's um michael it was really they cut out a lot of the mushy parts there's you know 
we probably like any video if you guys when you shoot is you know there's 20 minutes but there's probably hours and hours and hours of you know actual capture um we got some <laughs> we got some video of that that didn't make it in uh of me talking about growing up and how tough it was um you know my grandma my mom you know um all those things and i really kind of broke down a couple times you know and I had to stop so it was really emotional going back home i really hadn't walked on that field when it, that was true is that hey man and and some people have asked me wow is there that much regret in that no 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 there's so much pride in that i've gone to games you know we went we've been we, I've gone back as a guest. I've gone back as a spectator. I mean, I'm I'm a Colton Yellow Jacket, you know, through and through. Um, I had never admitted to anybody what I admitted on that video. My wife, nobody had ever heard that before. One time, one quit. I've never quit anything in my life. And so when I admitted that, that was a big admit. Because I don't like, you know, it, it's not a weakness. It's just that that quit really it bothered me so much that it i let myself down but i let a coach down that cared about me and i know this going back in high school and i'm not one of those guys you know i don't live in my past um i enjoy my past i'd love to go on vacation there uh but i wouldn't want to relive it i i live that part and it's done and i'm it's made me the man i am so that it was really emotional the other thing was is admitting that you know i'm a dad i love being a dad i wasn't a horrible dad but i didn't hit the mark i wanted to be as a dad is Michael Abrams is to me, I wanted to be at that level. And I'm sure he's got his faults in his fatherhood. We all do, right? Parenting's, you know, but, you know, my hope is even Michael said this is that, you know, through me opening up and saying that, you know, even our daughter this last week said something. I've never heard you say that, you know, that you, you, you weren't the dad you wanted to be. That's not an easy thing to, and, and a lot of it is because the pressures I put on myself and the reason that I said that I wasn't the dad that I wanted to be was that um, I operate at a really high level. I really do. Is that you look at everything I've done in life and, and, and it's not bragging. It's just a fact, but my demands are high on other people. That's not a good trait for being a dad. And I don't have a lot of um, nurturing characteristics or, nor does Diane is my characteristics are pushed forward. This is how you do it. Now let's go get it done. And, um, that's, you know, that, that was tough admitting those two things. And, but, you know, my hope of doing that is there's so many bullshit, you know, stuff about me, my ego, this and that. Now, you know what? Nobody knows me. Very few people, you know, know me. And I wanted to show some weakness in the fact that, listen, man, I worked so hard at times that other people, when you put that much into, into working and some of it was i had to some of it was i needed to and some of it was i wanted to and it was a decision i made but when you put that much into something other people are going to pay too and that's the part as a dad i didn't realize is that i was building up so my kids didn't have to live the way i did but now they had to live a little different than i did is it yeah. is into them to me i was supplying them a life that i didn't have but to them, that's not necessarily what they wanted. So it's a confusing thing, especially, I mean, it just, it is. And so 
it was an amazing, I didn't expect it to turn out um, the way it did. I, I thought it was cool. You know, search and rescue uh, came out. Um, some of the military stuff didn't come out, which is, which is probably, probably, probably good. Some of the things that, you know, I've witnessed on that side of it. Uh, and listen, I'm not no special forces dude, you know, um, I'm a weekend warrior at best, you know, I, I just told a friend of mine yesterday, I'm in an old man unit now, you know, in, in the guard. And I love it because it's, it's, I'm still serving and I'm still doing my part. Um, but search and rescue, I just yesterday, um, applied, I'm going to applying to be a adaptive ski instructor, uh, for people with different types of disabilities or abilities. So I did this when I was young and in school, uh, and college. And I specialized in teaching uh, kids with Down syndrome uh, how to ski. And so now I'm taking that to one, um, a, a different level. And it's, again, giving back to the community. But it was a real emotional, the part with my grandma and my mom of being a kid and having to go to work so young, it, that was a decision. My family was poor, we on welfare, and I didn't want my grandma to have to hand over food stamps as a proud woman. And so I've worked a long time. If you take the average person that's my same age, I've got several years of work on there, on them, you know, usually. That wasn't by force. That was a choice. And and um, sometimes I get a little bitter that I did that, but then it's also what made me. And so sometimes I get a little bitter at myself because my demands were so high on myself and my family that maybe they didn't have quite the childhood and were able to relax like I wanted them to be able to do because I was so intense. Uh, but it's also uh, allowed them, the flip side of that is to be pretty, pretty incredible and do incredible things as adults. And so, you know, it, um, it, 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 yeah, you can tell it's still emotional. Well, it was a cool video. I shared the link um, in the comments here so you guys could go check it out. Cool. Thank so. you. And check out some of their other videos too while you're at it you know they they feature a lot of cool people in the industry yeah yeah um thanks chad let's see here here's a here's a fun one so uh jeff in uh where's he at i think he's wisconsin no ohio iowa that's where he's at we just, we just had a great talk by the way oh yeah 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 um well, yeah, he's in Iowa. Anyway, he was the winner of the DB8 uh, giveaway we did uh, just before SEMA. Um, and so he just got it because I had so much stuff to ship out. It took me forever. Um, but uh, he just got it and he loves it. He wants to know, is there a chance of a three-inch warthog coming in the future? I cannot confirm or deny that. Yeah. But we're, but we're working. We're working on stuff. Working I'll just stuff. I'll, I'll I'll just say it's not the uh, it's not the first time that idea has popped in our heads and uh, and Randy and I have a wish list and that's definitely on it. It says if you look at the name on the on the box, it says the Rennie Doyle series. So there's a hint. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to say a whole lot, but there you, there go. you go. And I think. Um, I think I just got one more question. Unless you guys got something else you want to bring. We in had another minute. one that popped up. Remember, I sent you from the last one that we didn't get yep. to answer. That's the one. That's the one here. So, 
That's that's the last one I got. What's amazed you most to see happen during your career? Mm, great question. Uh, two things. Um, I would say that um, the amount of income that you can build off of this is, you know, coding's definitely changed the game for us, right? Um, I think the perception of detailers that is that we've become, again, I'll go back to, you know, Matt Mormon. You know, I think he created a, I think he created a culture among a special group that is bled down into other groups and it's made what we do kind of hip and cool. Um, I think that detailing is respected. I think a lot of people, a lot of people, professionals go, Oh man, do it yourself. Or they're promoting that they're taking business away. No, they've created so much business for us. It's unreal is because even the serious DIYers, there's a limit. Now, some of them don't. Some of them are damn good technicians, right? Yeah. And they just happen to be car nuts and have cool cars and they like to work on them. Um, but I think it's created even a far greater demand uh, for true professionals. Uh, I think that it's up the game for us. I think that you've got people that have got, you know, home-built shops that look better than a lot of professional shops. And so I think that it's really – I think I think that viewpoint um, – on us is pretty amazing and then the ability to 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 make money and with that the education you know that's out there is that you know when we started training all the way back in in uh almost almost 20 years ago there wasn't a whole lot of education out there we were kind of the at the forefront there's probably only about three of us that were really really educating and um that's really changed manufacturers have stepped into it um and there's just a lot of people out there that now you can basically go out and, and pack, practically get a degree, you know, in detailing and uh, and really learn and profit and all that stuff. But that's been amazing to see. It's been awesome. And I'm going to see more of it, you know, is that, you know, our, our we're going to push the throttle up and really help people become, you know, my goal is as many millionaires as we can make. And it's not just being worth a million bucks. That's, I mean, I had somebody tell me, well, that's not really a lot of money anymore. God, man, where I come from still, the poor guy. I mean, I had a good friend of mine I was looking at, we were going back and forth and I was sharing uh, some vehicles with him. He's like, man, go just go buy that thing. And I was like, you know, I should, but the, the poor kid comes out at me still and says, nah, just wait. Especially the economy is kind of going shitty right now. You know, nah, just wait. Could I do it? Yeah, we could do it. But we want to build people up to where they've got a great life and they got some money put away and they've got retirement set up and they don't work until, you know, the average person, I, I wish I could find it. I just, I just took a screenshot of it. You know, the average person will go out there and work themselves to death until they're in their 60s and then you know save up for retirement and then they'll be sick you know they're broken down they're sick um their body doesn't work and 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 man that's just not human nature uh, i just don't think that we want to take especially with all of us exposed to chemicals and tools and working our bodies and everything else is that man the last thing you want to go down is 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 create you know, put yourself into a, you know, a self-assigned slavery position to where you just go out and break yourself down. And then the rest of whatever you've got left in life kind of sucks because it's just not what I want. That's why this week I pulled the trigger on going and, and do more volunteer work. Chris had mentioned to me, I got in this new unit in the military. He's like, man, why don't you just hang it up? And I'm like, well, I still enjoy it. And now in this new unit, I was like kind of embarrassed. Oh my God, it's badass. You know, and, and I'm all, I, you know, I'm, be 58 this next year is that I had an opportunity. I just got an opportunity to go back over on the federal side of things and train and work with special forces guys, you know, and train them. And I just said, you know, 
kind of went been there, done that. Sounds fun, but the workload's heavy. And I'm going to go right back to what I don't want to do, and that's just bunching a bunch of stuff into my life to where I can't fit it in. And so it's nice to to be able to spread out some volunteerism. Back on the search and rescue team here locally. Um, and so, you know, those are all um, – those are all things when, when when you see other detailers volunteering and making their communities better, that's huge. Yep. And we're, um, you know, I'm not going to give it away yet because we're just starting to work on it, but we're working on a, on a cool project for next year that'll allow us to get together and do volunteer work on a detailing level for people um, in, in local communities, not just, uh, not just big projects like Air Force One, but so more specialized. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's it. And Romero just said it, you know, people working all the way up to their 65 and a few months later realizing they, they can't even afford, they got to go back to work and work another 10, 15 years just to survive. You know, we've got Doug Parfait in our group is that, you know, he doesn't look it, you know, the guys, I mean, he looks like he's 40, but he tells people that he is, he he took all all of his vinyl on his van's gone his website's gone he just keeps a handful of clients because he loves detailing and it brings in a really good living and it doesn't the cost isn't much yeah and so if you you've got to look at this perspective wise when's enough you know it's 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 i watch i, I do a lot of reading and audio books and and i'm listening almost nonstop. And, and somebody said, you know, we've become a society that doesn't know when enough is enough is that it's not that going back on, you know, 65 years old, you know, when I came up, when people retired, their houses were paid for, you know, they'd been paid for, for maybe 10, 10 years. Now you got people going out and they're 60 years old and taking new mortgages out on, on, on homes, 30 year mortgages, they're never going to see that paid off. And so how can they stop working? You know, if society's changed, what, when's, when can you say enough is enough? Yep. Well, it's, uh, it's interesting. You know, my mom and dad, uh, I don't know, my mom retired finally about five years ago, I think it was. And uh, it took some convincing, you know, she didn't want to stop doing stuff, but I'm like, at some point, mom, you gotta you gotta start enjoying what you've worked so hard for all your life, because you never know you might retire and find out next year you got some major health problem that nobody knew about. You know, it's like it just it just seemed like uh, she was rolling the dice. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's and 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 Chad said it right here. Pray I can work, maybe not detail till I die, but because I need the cash is again, is put yourself in a successful position. You're going to age out before you know it. It, it. it happens. I know I know. you guys are in your 20s and 30s. You've heard that from parents, grandparents, you know, uncles, aunts, all that stuff, but it does. And so, you know, if, if, if the sooner that you can put, you know, invest in IRAs, invest in retirements, invest in, if this is all pre-tax dollar stuff. You've got to, you've got to work with your bookkeeper and, and, your, and your CPA. Is there's things that you can be doing that you can put, you know, even medical savings accounts, all these different things that are before tax dollars that are going to help you later in life. Yep. 
No, sir, you're exactly right. As a lot of people fear that they're not going to have enough to, 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 to retire on and health will decline. And again, it's where you got to set yourself up. That's where being an, an entrepreneur, you know, is entrepreneur. Everybody thinks about that, you know, but now we're in a, this is another one. Let's go back to that statement. What's changed. Now you can go out and become a, a rep for a company. So let's say you're 10 years into your detailing. You've done really well. You built up a good reputation. Maybe somebody comes to you and offers you a really good career. You can still be an entrepreneur, entrepreneur in that business and figure out a way to make the company more money and to continue your skill set that you've learned being 100 percent on your own. But now you're working with the company, you're collaborating. And so you bring more value, but you also get some retirement built into that and everything else. There's a lot of things that you can do on that side of things is to 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 get. It's not just about sometimes entrepreneurship's not the only answer is there's other ways to go in. And, you know, I had a good situation when I was young. Had I stated that, you know, no, Diane's been, you know, my wife's been quick to point out that there was some, I was always going to be fighting, you know, headquarters, you know, on stuff because they knew I was good at what I did, but I couldn't be making more than the CEO. Is there a small thinking is that I just listened to uh, another guy that, 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 that I really, um, I really respect talking about exactly that is that as the CEO, he had a couple people making more money than he did that was on his staff. And he was okay because that just made he was he was making more money. And if you look at equity, a lot of people don't look at that. Is that when people when people are taking and building up your company like that, yeah, you they might be making they might be their their weekly paycheck might be more than yours, but the equity they're building up in your company is uh, is is irreplaceable. Yep. Um, Romero, I was just going to reply to him, but uh, he says time flies and it, it haunts me and reminds me daily as I see my kids grow fast and see my parents aging. He says it's it's painful reminder to push, but to also enjoy the journey along the way. You know, I uh, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I because my kid, you know, my son's 16 now and um, I miss when they were little. But I'm really enjoying what they're becoming as, you know, teenagers and young adults, too. Absolutely. So. Well, I told our daughter, oldest daughter, this when she went into the Marine Corps is, listen, mom and I are going to age rapidly now. And she's like, why? Why is it going to change? Because you're going to be gone and you're yeah. not going to see us. And when you come back two, three years later is we're going to look different. You're maturing where we're aging. And now it's funny because, you know, she's, she's, it, it you know, I, I can tell she can see it, you know, but here's the thing, man, is aging's part of it. You know, we've, we've become such a society of, you know, inner beauty or beauty and external beauty and this and that, and, you know, all, all this crap that you see, you know, all in front of us, but, you know, aging is beautiful if you allow it. I mean, it's, it's, again, I've said it many times and we'll end with this. Steve Harvey says it best, man. Old's the goal. You yep. know, you want to age out and see, you want to carry through, you know, is that one of Dave Morris, one of my, my, my dear, dear, dear best friends, somebody that was important to me in life and in business, you know, he just buried a kid, man. And nobody wants to do that. You know, um, you know, it's, it's, you want to grow old and, and see life and death is part of that journey. So, but what a uh, what a lot of great questions, and we sure you know appreciate y'all attending today. 
make sure to sign up for tomorrow night. It's going to be exciting. Uh, I'm going to go back and work on the slides right now. So uh, join us if you can. And uh, again, thanks for all the support. Thanks for all you do. And uh, we appreciate. We want to reach out and tell uh, PNS uh, Double Black, thank you. Dynabrate, thank you. Um, you know, they, they help make our world go around so we can put these podcasts and so so forth on. And uh, we're excited to have them as, as partners. So uh, you guys go out and have a great one in uh, chat. Thank you, bud. Appreciate that. Nice, uh, nice comment. So you guys all take care, man. Go out and live a, live a great life today. Enjoy, uh, enjoy what you got. Be thankful for three things. We'll see you all later. Thanks for listening to the Rennie Doyle podcast brought to you by Detailing Success and PNS Double Black. Listen to new episodes weekly and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to share with your friends and colleagues.